Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 139. I'm your host, David Palermo, and as always, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast, or on numbbillsfan.com, there's a player, and you can check out previous episodes as well. As always, you can click through to the Etsy store if you'd like to support the podcast. There's some Bills memorabilia up there I have for sale, like some glasses, some vintage shirts, some cool stuff. And limited edition, limited sizes left of numb Bills fan t-shirts. And they're pretty rad. They have the stadium on the back. And uh, you'll see it. Just go on numbbillsfan.com and click right through. It's a cheesy little website designed uh, by our Adam Deacon. And I just made some tweaks to it. So shout out to Adam Deacon as always. And check out True Believers. If you don't follow Adam the Bills fan, please do it. Um, also brought to you by Grandstand Sports Network. As always, tune in to GrandstandSportsNetwork.com, and they have the whole Lockdown franchise for all those podcasts, Lockdown stuff. You know, so Lockdown Bills with Kevin Masseri. Eric Turner has his own podcast, Cover One Draft Podcast now. Uh, so check all that out. Great network and best view in sports. And lastly, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. Follow them on Twitter at Punch Drunk. Three comedians who do a podcast that really when you say unfiltered and you want to put like Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern and all the, you know, stand-up comics, everything, the worst thing you could ever think of to make metaphors to in sports or life, uh, that's punch drunk sports. So if you got thin skin, maybe it ain't for you. I don't give a fuck. Uh, And I get to say that because I'm Italian and I'll pretend I didn't just stop that until uh, we have Nick Pop on the line. I shouldn't say that. And he just talked me off the ledge and said, keep it. Keep so, it, man. Be proud of being Italian. Be proud of being Italian. Follow Punch Drunk on Twitter and everywhere. And if you don't subscribe to their podcast, you're really missing out. Sam Tripoli has a great podcast as well. Tim Foyle Hat, he's also on Punch Drunk. Ari Shafir has a special Netflix double negative. And Jason Tebow is also on Red Zone Network and is a regular comedian at the LA Comedy Store. So, theme music, and on the line, we have Nick Pop from the Red Pencil Tailgate, ready to just rip people's heads off. So, Nick, where can we find you? We can find you. Do you, do you participate on the Bills Mafia board, or are you just a member? I mean, uh, like, I, what's your what's your story? Do you do you actually get into it with people, or just get mad at and talk to me? It depends. If we lose, like, if we, when we lose, like, Monday morning, I'll start calling people out on their shit. Like... Oh, Tyrod sucks. Like, eh, he didn't. He got murdered behind the O-line. The O-line sucked this week. It's just, it's just the stupidest takes. Like, we should start Nathan Peterman. We should we should trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. We should, like, stop. Just stop. There's no better quarterback out there. I don't even care if they want to sign Colin Kaepernick. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what skin color any free agent quarterback is. Colin Kaepernick sucks. Nathan Peterman's a rookie. He's a fifth-round pick for a reason. Get the fuck off Tyrod's back and just just shut the hell up. Just watch the game. So like, oh, man. Those Bills Mafia guys are brutal. What do you guys think if we trade our two first-round picks for Eli Manning? I think, thank God, you don't work in the Bills front office. Just brutal. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. Look at all you asshole fans that have called to get people's heads chopped, all that's left is Tyrod Taylor. 
So you gas the fucking coaching staff. There you go. Rex is out. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Um, you gas Doug Whaley, who frankly got a lot of fucking talent. Like yeah, he, I, I, he was really bad with Mark. Like the more I think back, I, he picked up a lot of good people. But how many one-year contracts did he waste? Like that we had to go refill half the back end of the team. Honestly, uh, man, I, I thought we got a good deal on players, and I feel like the safeties oh yeah, fell off. And and it's like, you know, you can't get mad at that Marcel Darius contract because that's what was going on. We didn't know that would be one of the last ones. And, in fact, everybody, I always thought every, got- every year they figured out the cap, and no matter what, the cap cleaned up, I believe, this year and next year. So, really, it was only last year that was tough. But if you look at that yeah. roster going in, we should have been fine. You have Shaq lost and replaced Mario Williams. We should have a good team. Aaron Williams is healthy. Corey Graham, second year and then defense, you know, playing safety. Oh, yeah. You know, it should have been fine, but oh yeah, it's like it wouldn't be an issue if they performed. It wouldn't be an issue if Percy Harvin was healthy. I, I understand it's all old news, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know why I'm railing on that. Uh, it's no, just, wait a 110%. Aaron Williams doesn't get hurt. That defense didn't look – they weren't great, but they didn't – they would have kept you in games. He was the guy that called all the coverages out. He did everything back there, and he – that's, I mean, that, when he got hurt, that's the play, that was the same game. Game after was the one where Stephon Gilmore got beaten coverage. Was looking at the safety, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You know, he's doing, it, it, even it, though he's doing that now, I'm just saying, Nick. Overall, it's, people want the GM gone. He's gone, hmm. and we're trusting the process here. We're trusting the process. Yeah. We're trusting the process. You know what processes I hate? I hate coaching changes. You know why? Because you take that nice Jim Schwartz four three defense, you switch to three four, you oh, fuck God. it he all should- up. He should have been the fucking coach. And and you know what? We're a playoff team right now if he was the coach. I mean he I mean not now. We probably would have fell off this year. We would have been a playoff team in twenty sixteen. But if how he about was the coach? How about when Doug Moron comes in and rookie offensive coordinator, uh Nathan Hackett and him decide to look at the playbook over how CJ Spiller was used in year or two, six, seven games in, which I've railed on many times. Like, I almost feel like Bills fans know the roster better. Why is Richie Incognito just not bulldozing people? I don't understand it. I think they threw two screens last game, and it really kind of, I'm not trying to be negative here, but I've gone to these practices. I've seen a lot more creative shit. Maybe you don't want to blow your fucking wad, but I want the Bills to win games, and it's always a stupid game like Carolina that just gets me fucking mad. It just really yeah. grinds my gears, dude. <laughs> it was so it was so fucking winnable. The game, the the Bills lost to the Bills. Oh, think, yeah. think about that. Winnable game. Just so okay, you want to fucking gas your coach? Cool, we did that. I'm trusting the process. I have a hard time trusting the process of a Sammy Watkins walking out the door that took a safety with him every time he's on the field. And we saw that. Those safeties seem to be cheating up closer to the line of scrimmage last game. Guess what? Last game against Carolina, Nick, you had five drives. The last drive was with six seconds left. Doesn't count. Not going to count it for my point being. But they had mm-hmm. two tries from the 25, one try from the 10, and one try for the two-yard line. And if you're going into that game and you're not even getting through your first 15 plays by the, you know mid-second mid quarter, then what's that tell you? You're going to play right into the fastest defensive football's hands. Probably the best front yeah. seven Greg Cosell called on the John Murphy show in the NFL, he thinks, from everything he watches. And you you stop Shady McCoy. Cool. 
Well, can we at least take some shots downfield? I understand you don't need to be downfield. We've seen this team win without Sammy Watkins plenty of times. I'm not yeah. worried about it. But that right side of the line gets plugged up. That zone defense or, or zone blocking scheme is just failing. There's going to be an adjustment. Last year, they took a couple games to get going as well. Yeah. But I'm not used to this, man. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's taken forever. Uh, right side line is just brutal. They're just bad. Neither were pulling. They just didn't want to change their scheme when it wasn't working. They took way too long to adjust on that defense. Way too long. I thought they were going to come out after halftime firing. Nothing. Just dead. It's not the quarterback. They, he was set up to fail. You, I mean, the bread and butter of this offense is running the ball. They just didn't run the ball. Here's a catch-22, Nick, okay? It's for the people who want to address Nathan Peterman. Let's let's entertain the people who want Nathan Peterman to come in. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. Mm-hmm. And you who's played the game and you I, I trust your judgment. You've seen all the Bills quarterbacks come through. Um uh, whenever people say, you know, the Bills are just horrible for seventeen years, I don't ever think they're horrible because a true fan knows how close the Bills really have been this whole time. And it just yeah. always seems to work out where they play the best division in the NFC or AFC something outside of their own division. I mean, the AFC West is unbelievable right now. And, of course, the Bills yeah. have to play in this year, and the only team to be able to knock them off. I mean, that could be your wild card. Another wild card could come out of that division, and yeah. the Bills have to win the division. So, you know, it's a game like Carolina for all the assholes who are wishing for the Patriots to win because of the Chiefs pick, where you just got to shut the fuck up and hope the Patriots keep losing. And this oh, yeah. is why. You always have to get rid against the Chiefs. I mean, more so because the Chiefs are a team that can take a wild card. You got to hope all those. Anytime I see AFC teams lose, uh, I'm rooting for the Browns yeah, to lose the their AFC. first five and then start winning. You know what I mean? Start knocking Dude, guys Browns, off. Browns, Browns go win the next three. Oh, Jesus. They play, oh, I forget who they play. The next three, like, this is the first time since 2015 they're favored. And the next three games are winnable games for them. Oh, I uh, had to rant on the Nathan Peterman, dude. Sorry about that. Oh, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I, I had a guy unsubscribe. He, he sent me a cute message, by the way. I'm going to call him out because it was really fun to get into it with him. Um, I, I got called out because I was on uh, the Lockdown Bills thing and the video got taken down. I guess because people complained I looked high when I had an LED light in my face and I rambled too much. But clearly, you don't know I just ramble because I'm not ESPN. Everything digresses for a reason. It's called a natural conversation. Anyways, so here, yeah, I I, do. It's (laughs) yo, Nick. It's so weird going live with a light right on my eyeballs. And don't get me wrong. Is it more acceptable if I'm like on air, fucking drinking? Like, I don't understand. So it's like, it, it's like, it's just the norms of society. So, you know, at the same time, it's not my show, man. I have to represent that the best way. And if people are thinking that, okay, fine. So it's like, we had, Kevin and I had some freaking really good points on that show. And uh, it's like, with Nathan Peterman and... You know, these experts and people were coming in on, on Lockdown Bills talking a bunch of, like, I'm not used to those live shows with comments flying in because I don't have the comments in front of me. So I'm still in, like, podcasts behind the scenes is my point about that. Yeah. It's like, 
Man, I was getting thrown for a loop because I was shocked how impatient people are. And I want to give Tyrod Taylor time. I would love to see Nathan Peterman someday. But Nathan Peterman, yes, he might get rid of the ball faster. At the same time, Nathan Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Peterman is not extending plays. He's sacked so many times. This is the NFL. He's not that elusive. But you wonder, okay, can he get rid of the ball? Well, if your offensive line can't pass block either, and I mean, where's he going? Dude, just what we were talking about, Jordan Mills with a lookout block. Yo, man, look out. And you want to put a white kid back there to try to run away from Von Miller this week? Get the fuck out of here. That kid's going to be broken in half sitting in an ICU next to your grandmother. Jesus. People are insane. It's just like, it's the grass is always greener. It's, there's got to be something better. So let's go with the other kid. Like, and people put in their head, they tell themselves the story that this kid's Jesus on the football field. He's a fifth fucking round pick this year. You know there's who? A reason, you know who there's a reason he, that's a reason he didn't start in Tennessee. Just saying. You know who looked good in camp? You know who I thought looked the best in camp between Brian Brom, Trent Edwards, and Ryan Fitzpatrick? Brian Brom. And I looked at oh, it yeah. like that kid was a second round pick for a reason. And he must have been a total fucking dickwad. If he flamed, maybe he was lazy. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but he would have been an early first round pick if he came out the year prior. No, yeah. You he know went what I'm saying? Senior and got beat by Syracuse. Right. So what I'm getting at here is like, I don't mind when people want to, you know, I went on the lockdown bills thing, like with Peterman, all sorts of stuff. It's like when I went on the lockdown bills thing, I got this message saying, like, yeah, I just unsubscribe because of your ill, whatever the hell rambles. And then you go through these people's feeds. And it's all negative shit. And somebody's going like, oh, we could have had Dak Prescott. No, that's cool. Well, Tyrod was the starter. And unless he gets hurt, you don't see Dak Prescott. And what are the odds that the system lines perfectly up with Dak Prescott's skill set? Get the fuck out of here. Everybody needs to come down to planet Earth, me included. It's going to take some time for these schemes to line up for the players, especially in the trenches for the offense. We took Terrell Troop instead of Rob Gronkowski because Gronkowski had injury problems. We didn't know if he would pan out. And the Bills couldn't waste a pick on a guy that might not pan out. And then the guy who ends up with a, a hurt back and on Twitter was railing a couple years ago because, again, Bills fans are assholes. And oh, yeah. they, they tag Terrell Troop himself, which is an asshole Poor fucking guy. move. Right, dude? Yeah. He, and the he's guy, like, he, the Bills forced me back. Yeah. He's like, I, yeah, he had that whole article about how the doctors told him to take a year off and the Bills made him come back within like a month or something. What? I didn't even see that. Yeah, I don't know if that how close that is, but there was some article about how he was supposed to take a lot of time, more time off. He had a whole like interview about it. How oh, he's finally healthy, but he's like what three or four years out of the game, so he's probably done. I don't know, man. Yeah, he is done because he's he's CJ Spiller's age. So yeah, uh, it is what it is, man. It's sports, and it's it's really unfortunate. So I just kind of wonder. Nick, you've been watching this team a long time, man. What yep. is it with this Peterman? What is it with the negativity from from a lot of people where it's like they're so impatient after two games? Oh, it's it's been that way since I mean when the Bills don't they're not winning, it's we gotta get somebody in there, we gotta get somebody in there. Remember when um who the fuck was that guy from LSU? Yo, Nick, what the uh, fuck are you doing with your dog, dude? My dog wants some get out of here. This is my killer shit sir. But no, uh Craig Nall. When the Bills signed Craig Nall, it's like this guy's got big hands. He should be he should be in the starting job position. I'm like, what the fuck? Craig, he's a third stringer. 
Nick, you gotta shoot your dog. Get down. <laughs> this is so ridiculous, dude. Here I am. People are calling me out. They're like, wow, dude, you ramble too much and you suck. <laughs> and you look like you're high as fuck. Are you high as fuck? Uh, no. I'm not. But I ramble, and all my friends tell me I ramble, so you're correct. But I do have a guy with a dog on the podcast. What's? Can you at least tell the name of the dog? It's it's my Shih Tzu Mickey. There was she used to come to the Bills games with us. So anybody who's been to our tailgate a few times, she's the dog. I did the Simba, where I held her out over the van. <laughs> did it work? Crowd went fucking nuts. It's a funny story. So I uh, I did. So we did this. It was like right with me and my girlfriend at the time. Got it. So that was like September. Uh, in December that year is when I proposed to Mandy at the Bills game. I go, I want to introduce you guys to somebody very special to me. And on the video on YouTube, somebody goes, dude, is it your dog? So I always thought that was kind of funny. Shout out to whoever fucking yelled that. How was the tailgate? Like, what was the pulse? Like, uh, you know, after, after the game, you know, Jets game. We thought this offense was great. Still, we're only two games in. Um, coming out pretty confident. How how did all that go down? And, I mean, we weren't really caring about Nathan Peterman then. We weren't really hearing about no, it as much. No. It, it, all it took was one bad game. It was pretty optimistic. Everybody was pretty happy. Off the, everybody was more so talking about the defense, at least where I was. How we finally have a defense. If this offense can just be coast-like as much, well as they did last year, we're going to be fine. But... One bad game, and all of a sudden we have the worst offense in the league. We got to cut everybody. Put Nathan Peterman in, the fifth-round pick. Who the fuck knows, though? We could be wrong. Nathan Peterman could go in there and be Russell Wilson this year for us. Honestly, when you when you talk about getting rid of the ball fast, that's kind of like the thing is you see these screen grabs, and it's, you know, sometimes I almost wonder if this might sound stupid. Uh, my friend Trey on uh, Facebook, he posted a, a screen grab from right on his Instagram, and he's like, Man, there's three guys open. There's these little spots of arrows. And it's like Tyra Taylor stepped up through the pocket. And I almost wonder if – I don't remember what he did afterwards, but it's almost like – is he, like, too fast and too focused on getting out of the way that, like, you know, a slower quarterback, they're forced to slide more. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're for, I mean, think Tom Brady. Tom Brady's such a dickhead. He was straightening out his legs. Remember that shit for a few years? Yeah. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? And then he would just carve it up, you know. Yeah, stupid touchdowns, and his legs are straight. I'm like, you're rude. <laughs> it's just rude. I'm used to a yeah. Buffalo quarterback just sacking himself or scrambling <laughs> and running, and it's like you know, throwing a bounds right before they step out. That move, right? So, the offensive line. How concerned are you with it? Um, obviously, we're used to a, a multiple kind of offense last year, especially running the ball. Very creative. You know, so yeah, it doesn't seem like they're pulling Richie and Cognino much. They're throwing two screens. It seemed like last game. I'm sure Eric Turner at Cover One that not has a better perspective on that. Um, so it's like I haven't hit him up to see like what he thought. Um, but I would guess at least my naked eye is. I think if you have fast linebackers, I'd like to turn him out a little bit more. And yeah, get the stretch the field with them. Like throw more. I mean, throw just the out to the running back. Throw. Something get them moving out so they're getting tired, but 
at training camp, I mean, Shady I mean, we, was lining up as a receiver at camp and some formations, you know, so it's going to happen. Yeah, the fact they didn't do like try wide receiver screens and spread the offense out with like bad because Carolina's cornerbacks are just not good, and the fact that they weren't tested, they were just running normal routes and trying to run the ball on them was just it just took to wait like so way too long to adjust to getting blown up in the box. And I don't know, I don't know if it's the scheme that's just not working, if it's just taking time for that zone blocking scheme to work. But or if Carolina's front seven is really that good that they just shut us down and ruin our offense. I think the like like I said before, Nick. Um, I think we talked about it that first. We talked about it over the summer, and I've said this consistently. Honestly, one of the things you got to look at when Sean McDermott comes over is you're looking at the one of the fastest defenses is Carolina, and uh, you know you're kind of wondering, well, how are the Bills going to hold up to that? And the Bills bend that break defense they decide to play. Really, I don't think it's talked enough how much that sucks. Like, everybody's praising the defense. Yes, it's nine points, but your team only got the ball four times. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Granted, they got to stay in the field longer, but, like, they only got the ball four times in the first half. Like Exactly. A hundred percent. Props. I mean, props to the defense are holding them to nine, but A, Cam Newton missed a lot of throws of open receivers. B, Carolina won the field pos- or the uh, time of possession game wholeheartedly. Like the Bills had the ball what four times in the first half. That's what twenty minutes that the Carolina offense had the ball. I don't care how bad the offense is, you're not going to win the game. Uh, you know, having the ball four times for six minutes and a half. But I mean, once this defense starts getting turnovers, then we can kind of say our defense is back. But just getting carved up down the field and stopping them at the goal line is not going to help the offense at all. There's so much time in the game. Now, here's the thing, though, is football is a game of matchups. Yeah. And the Denver Broncos, going to the Broncos game, I'd like to transition if you're cool. Um, Yeah, that's fine. So going into this Bronco game, I'm really thinking um, you have a team that's pretty dope. Offensively and defensively. So one of the things that I have a an issue with is you have a, a different style of defense now mm-hmm. with the Broncos, and they have really good cornerbacks, like, like yeah. a really good secondary. And you got Von Miller. And I think you got to neutralize Von Miller somehow. And I have a feeling that this team's going to be like, we're going to put their big guys against their big guys, and we're going to really just grind up. And we're just gonna try to run it, and it's like they got it. They got to take some shots right off the bat. They got it. Yeah. They 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 gotta they gotta dictate, and and I think they got to take a few shots early to just loosen it up a little bit, you know. So they got to work that play action too. Everybody thinks they're gonna run the ball right down their throats. Work that play action. Get those get those linebacks. Give Von Miller the bite. Have him come in, take your lick, and throw the ball deep. I agree. I agree. It, it, it's it's a Hopefully thing they keep some more receivers active this week too. They're saying Brandon Brand Tate's getting looked at more like in the passing game instead of just as a returner, which I didn't think he looked too bad last year when injuries forced him into the role. So I'm kind of excited to see if they'll they'll make him active this week. Um, you know, I thought that Brandon Tate thing was stupid, <laughs> and and then of course the dude fumbles. 
I was waiting for Brandon Tate to go on Twitter. Like, I forget who that returner was a few years ago that the Bills cut, and then the guy they replaced him with fumbled. It's, you know, it's like they outsmarted themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it was a typical, um, I haven't been an offensive coordinator calling the plays allegedly because I think Kubiak called the plays, if I'm not mistaken, in Denver. So, At least so yeah. if, if if Rick Dennison isn't calling it now, interesting caller on the John Murphy show, who I think it was Thursday or Friday. We got to get John Murphy on this podcast. Dude. Let's start a campaign. I have. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to have, have that happen. Um. But now that we said that, probably uh, you know, we'll probably go on like three other podcasts first. So, like, <laughs> like, like anything, want to throw a good, so, want to throw so a good fucking it. idea out there, and I'll just you know, because I got to go to work and do shit. Can't use my thumbs all fucking day. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he listens, dude. Uh, right. But Tell actually, what, dude, we... I did sit next to John Murphy on the, on my last day of camp, dude, and bro down with him, and he's so fucking cool. He's like, I so tell you cool. what. I tell you what, if we need if we need a Twitter campaign, Greg, who runs the Pinto, we all kind of go on that. But the guy, the main guy who runs the Pinto Twitter, he he's a phenomenal social media guy. I told him he should quit his job and go into social media. We got so before we get into this week, this week at the tailgate, we got an agreement from Jordan Poyer's girlfriend, wife, whatever they are, Instagram model Rachel Bush to come squirt ketchup. Because of Greg's work on the Pinto Twitter. And she isn't on our podcast now promoting this because... I'm trying not to ruin a good thing here. I don't want to overwhelm her yet. But if you're at the game and you want to see a top 30 Instagram model who's married to one of the top rated safeties in football, plays for the Bills, come to the Pinto tailgate. Look, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing if you go to the game. But if you're not at the Pinto tailgate, you must have really played a lot of football and hit your head too much. Now, as a guy who hasn't played any football but's rode a BMX bike, I've definitely like hit my head a lot um, doing that for years. But like, maybe that's why I'm nuts. I don't know. I'm called bipolar many a times, so shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm gonna light anybody on fire and throw them down a well. But like, you know, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Um, yes. Yeah. So you got that going on. <laughs> That's cool. I, I love when you guys get the ketchup and you put it inside of like glue tubes and shit and just squirting it out everywhere. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Like a caulk gun. Think a caulk gun of just ketchup coming out. Do I, <laughs> Kenny likes anything he could find at Home Depot that he can incorporate to cook with. So a cock gun only made sense for to have, you know, we find a hot girl, we tell her she can hold our cock and squirt mustard out. So it's kind of... What about a super soaker? That, that's a lot of mustard. And? Well, Kenny, does go, Kenny does have to go in the game after cleaning all that shit off of. Well, Kenny, it's getting kind of <laughs> stale, man. We got to fucking level this up, baby. We got to get Nick a PA. Like, dude, don't even get me involved because that shit... <laughs> I, oh my god! I have some friends at this other tailgate that I always go to, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You might be able to get to Hammers a lot if you go there early enough. I could, I could try to see if we can get you word. My friend Riley's back, and he was at the tailgate. So shout out to Riley. He listens regularly, and usually we would tailgate with him um, over there. My uh, about four years ago, 
and he was he's like the chef guy man he worked with the uh, old singer this band dawn of war uh shout out to chris rivera there and he was in a band with me and deacon chris and riley used to work with him and when i lived on park ave in rochester he chris used to live with me and him and, and chris used to riley and chris used to get up at my house like every night in, in our apartment i should say every night coming up with menus for the, the genesee valley club downtown on Easton alexander and it's like you know and that kind of work ethic when you want to be a chef they, they ain't making that much money you know what i'm saying honestly it's, like, tough, yeah. it, it, it's really hard you gotta love it it's a lifestyle and those dudes grind and so for riley moved yeah. back from oklahoma because chris went out there to oklahoma to cook to work for a chef he loved working for and riley filed suit and the thing is though is riley came back 50 percent for the bills and yeah. and our buddy Tim, he used to have the whole setup too. So it's kind of like he's kind of like uh, you know they they park out by the grass lot. So this usually where we stop first before I come out to the Pinto. I try to get to you guys by like eleven, and then yeah, chill for about an hour. Usually I run into Jamie Tilbury. Like, yeah, I did run into him by the way. Annihilated. <laughs> it's open. He's having Dude, a good time. <laughs> you set me up though. Like he's gonna be like really fucked up, and he really is pretty coherent. Like I I thought he was actually sharp, man. Like. Oh, he well, because we saw I saw him first thing in the morning, and then I got you know stuck being a replacement for my dad. So he actually might have sobered up. Did you, know, you day drinking? Does he ever talk to you about Slayer? No, <laughs> he, he's a metal guy. You don't know Jamie Tiller is a metal guy. He, you know, what? of course he's a metal guy. He owns a tattoo shop. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. He doesn't yeah, talk. in uh, Boston, he doesn't fucking tell me that shit. I didn't know he likes Slayer. You didn't tell me that shit. You like I've Slayer? Guy, I've known the guy. I'm not a big Slayer. I'm more of a Metallica guy, but I'm a little Megadeth. Yo, dude. AC, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I think, <laughs> yo, isn't Megadeth playing tonight? Uh, Dave Mustaine was somewhere around here. Yo, I got to fucking send a text out right now. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, this is bad radio. This is bad radio right now. No, this is not bad radio. It's my fucking show. I do what the fuck I want. If you want to fucking tune out, guess what they made? They made on iTunes. Guess what, assholes? You complain right now? Press fast forward fifteen seconds. Oh, there you go. And now the dog's pissed, dude. This really is bad radio. But yo, Megadeth rules. Um, okay, so people are like, "Wow, you blabber, dude." Whoever saw that lockdown bills video, I'm really sorry. Okay, no disrespect. Great franchise, great podcast. Fucking Kevin Missouri kills it, and I totally just fucking eat shit because I ramble too much. And here I go and just eat shit and ramble too much. All right, Denver Broncos preview. I think the Bills got to clean up. You got to hope that this offensive line gels because if you stop the Bills run, what the fuck? It's over. That's it. Yeah. You're looking at another game. Play it close to the vest. This defense needs to play unstoppable. I don't want to hear Preston Brown on the radio saying, "Hey, we gave up nine points. We gave up too many." No, fuck that. You guys are fine. Yeah, it, it's score. just field position was like the perfect example for that game. Just get get a turnover. That's all. That's all they need to do. Get turnovers, and we're fine. And Trevor Simeon, if you rattle him, he throws he throws picks. That was his name of his game last year. It's why they only won, or he only won like eight games for him last year. Well, a guy called in as I started to get into earlier. Um, as we digress five times, um, a guy called in in the John Murphy show, a Broncos fan. He's a guy mm-hmm. that. Seems like he listens to other radio shows. So about the other teams. So he called in and he goes, you know, Pey- he dropped a line that I want to research. He was like, yeah, Peyton Manning had a problem with Rico's zone blocking scheme. He hated it. It bothered the hell out of him. Da, da, da. And I understand it's Peyton Manning and stuff. And 
people have also made comments, Bronco people, like, yeah, that's why they got rid of him or, or you know, there's a reason he's out on the street. At the same time, I don't know if I necessarily buy that. You have a new coaching staff coming in. What do you expect? So um, it's like, I don't know how to take it, you know? I, I, it's like we, we can't overreact. I, I got to give this time. Um, I'm sure a guy, I'm sure a player like Richie Incognito, you're not going to tell him, like, he can't play in his own scheme. I'm not saying he can or can't. I'm sure he can. He's a professional. Mm-hmm. But when you've been playing for this long, it's like, man, dude, that kind of sucks. That, like, we put this out on tape. We were the number one rushing team for two years. And a part of that mm-hmm. is doing this. Like, why wouldn't we like want to continue doing this? And this here the same we thing are. With the de- yeah. Same thing with defense with Rex Ryan. Yeah. And yeah, we, we have the number one defense in the league. Why are we switching to your three four? Why are we not keeping it the way we had it? You same know, thing. and it's like I don't understand. It's like if McDermott is such a smart coach, like what? Like what the fuck, dude? I'd rather take a coach that's not well known that can. Hire coaches to do what he needs them to do. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Just can we can we build on what was already here? That's been the biggest problem with turnover, and we've seen Tyrod Taylor go through receivers. It's not going to matter, Tyrod Taylor. You had to measure Tyrod Taylor differently. You had to measure yeah. his overall yards and touchdowns. You know, if you're averaging two touchdowns a game, that's okay. I don't care if you do it running. I mean, you should probably get like three if you're a quarterback. In, in, in the league now, technically, if you have a couple passing touchdowns, but like Tyrod Taylor might get three, two passing, one rushing, you know, like, yeah, that's still three touchdowns. Yeah. That's right. still 21 points on the board. Now, and, and you have Tyrod Taylor to mask the offensive line. You have LaShawn McCoy to mask the offensive line, catching up to speed. I have no doubt that a guy like Incognito is going to be able to get up to speed. You know what I mean? I'm not worried yeah. about him. I'm not worried about a lot of things. It's just like, He's one of my favorite players on the Bills, dude. And by the way, he did like that picture. Um, dude, I saw that. I have that. I have a screenshot of that. Yeah, dude, you look so sexy in that. In that I don't 64. care how tight that jersey is. I gotta keep wearing it now. Dude, that thing is rad, man. Um, so Chinese sizes. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, man, just you know, cut off some sugars and bread. Stop being a dago for a little bit. Dude, life's too short for a bad meal. It really is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It really is. Um, you know, you want to see that dude just fucking people up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I want to call the play where that guy it. is just fucking people up, and then he's up to the next level fucking up that dude. It's like Shady. Just follow him. In the huddle, you guys have your <laughs> own little huddle. All right, dude. They should have their own language. And then they tell yeah. the Tyrod, give me the ball over here, give me the ball over here. And yeah. it's like, you know, the Bills should be running play action anyways because they're expected to run the ball. That's one thing they I don't like. Everyone wants them to run the ball, yeah. And, and we talk about how well this team is going to run play action, and they still seem to lack play action. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, this Denver defense is different. It's a game of matchups. Mm-hmm. It's a different defense than the Carolina Panthers. Completely different, yeah. And two, I, two good corners, good outside backers. I, I don't even know who the middle backers are for Denver right now. So maybe they maybe they'll run the ball this week. Just maybe they'll maybe they'll do what they did against the Texans and just pull Richie Incognito and have him blow Von Miller up. Go back to chicken farming, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom! Come on, Nick. 
Sorry. Come on, Nick. We had enough Italian in here. Uh, so, I mean, you got Marcel Darius out. You got, it says, they said Mar- they said Glenn was out. Yeah, Glenn's out. Darius so, is out. And, and Draw Worthy, obviously, is out. I really want to see Draw Worthy. I really am. A, I've been a fan of Draw Worthy. Draw Worthy is nice. Dude, he Comes is. Out. He got kind of a bust in Green Bay and wherever he went after Green Bay. Is a nice backup tackle for us. And the thing is, too, is, um, you know, this is where you hope, and I said this about Carolina, this is where the offensive coordinator knows the personnel, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Let's get this offense. You know, the, I don't know. It's like we talked about it before we went on the air. If the Bills get a couple turnovers, we're not talking about bad field position. We're not talking about whatever. And it, it was just a flat game on both teams, honestly. It's just yeah. a very flat game offensively for both teams. And on the bend, don't break, I mean, you're giving up big third and longs. You know, bend, don't break is great. Uh, you know, I, I really like it. I'm a huge fan of Leslie Frazier. Um, I think he's kind of cool. I am trusting the process. I do like this coaching staff. I am really excited for Rick Dennison, even though – it's kind of like a gut check with, with Rick Dennison and Brandon Bean and McDermott. And, you know, it, it's just a gut check of, okay, you guys are smarter than everybody else to get rid of Sammy Watkins. Yeah, that sounds smart in August and maybe before. But, like, now when you're seeing Sammy Watkins produce, you're seeing Marquise Goodwin produce, you're seeing Robert Woods produce. Granted, you know, it is what it is for what teams those are, but we can use Sammy Watkins. And we can't we right can't. now. Don't, don't try and say that we could use – Marquis Goodwin, because that dude is injury reserve waiting to happen. Dude, he, he yo, last year he only went out with a concussion, and you know as well as I do, you cannot hold a concussion against a player, dude. Like, he had no oh, injuries. I'm telling you, Marquis Goodwin is going to do all right in San Francisco, look at, man. That, kid, that kid's got a six head. How can you not get a concussion with that forehead, dude? That hairline is running away like girls from me in college. Dude, Marquis, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Just shave your head. Just pick it, man. Just, just shave pick your head, it. Dude. Just shave your head. I don't even know. What you, I don't even really know what you look like without. Oh no, I don't even know what you look like. Like I don't really dude, care. Bald is beautiful. It's but okay, if, I'm, I'm going to take Nick's go. word. I think I follow you on Instagram still. Uh, I'm going to take Nick's word because I kind of do that. Like if they don't play for the Bills, sorry, dude. I don't give a fuck about you anymore. <laughs> I, I, I can only follow so many people. From I two. do a little. I, I worry about my fantasy team and the Bills. That's it. And I have to worry about Mandy's, my wife's fantasy team because she'll tell me about it. All the time, dude. I tried to get out of my fantasy league, and I had the number one pick. And I tried to bail. I was like, I'm like not gonna do it. And they're like, dude, it's really a dick move for you to bail. I had the number one pick. I had David Johnson. Oh, uh, yep. I was. I got one of my leagues. I got David Johnson. <sighs> it's Sucks. okay because the next pick was Kareem Hunt, and people were like, "Oh, how'd you get him that?" You know what, dude? It, it was. It was literally. I already talked about this. It was the Monday before the season started, so he was already the number one. So it's a good pick. Yeah. And it's Andy fucking Reed, dude. So, hmm. Westbrook, McCoy. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. um, as far dude, as Staley, everybody, yeah. Now, what do you think when when you think about the Broncos? What are your biggest concerns? I mean, Von Miller, that yeah, guy Von is my biggest. He's an awesome player. Oh, it's phenomenal. I thought he was going to be a Bill because remember we thought Darius would go a second. Yeah, and then it was going to be Von Miller. Yeah, he's he's incredible. I mean, their D line's good. Derek Wolf's incredible for them. 
their front seven's good. There's corners, Aki Talib and uh, what's their Chris something, Chris Harris maybe. Two studs outside there. It's a, it's gonna be a tough game, but it's a West Coast team coming to the East Coast. Usually, you can catch a team that's tough to to kind of wake up from that. And the last time Denver came here, uh, it was the Tim Tebow game when we won big. So can we talk we about this Tim Tebow game real quick? How so awesome I, was it to see Tim Tebow, fucking god of gods, just look like a piece of shit against a bad team we had that year. Against a so horrible me, fucking team, dude. Me, me, and my buddy Noah. Noah's the blonde kid that squirts catch up with me. We got. He bought these two cowboy hats, and we wrote "T blow me" <laughs> and "T blow time" on the two cowboy hats. Dude, Donald Jones will talk. He, you know, he'll he'll talk on uh, the John Murphy show about like Tim Tebow having like security and like just I don't know, man. It's fucking <laughs> weird, or like just like it's a big deal, and it's like, dude, man. I don't know, man. It's like you could be the nicest person ever, but clearly he's a fucking ham. And it's like, yeah. is it weird? You know, no disrespect, because like I don't give a fuck if you're if you like dick and you're a guy, like, or if you're a girl and you like, you know, their things. That's cool. Like, do whatever you do. I don't judge you. I'm a part of the punk rock community, so it's like I'm pretty objective with that, and I don't care what anybody does. But like, is it a surprise that some of these fucking dudes? Are coming out gay that were in boy bands. And when I was like fucking nine, I was like, yo, dude, that dude's definitely gay. Like, Lance is definitely gay. And it's like, just be transparent about it, man. You know? Let's go. It's 2017. Who cares if you're gay? Yeah, dude. Who cares? Dude? So, only people that care are people nobody likes anymore. Yeah, I knew Justin Timberlake like like women, though. You could just tell. Because if oh, you're you Justin tell, Timberlake you and NSYNC, like, he's kind of a cool dude. Like, he could come on the podcast anytime. Justin Timberlake, dude, shout out. <laughs> No, no homo. He's a good-looking dude. Dude, he's, he's a great-looking dude, man. I think he's a good he's, actor, fine actor. I'll, I'll tell him he gets free. What Mandy knows that he can take a free pass. I'll get knocked up, and I'll get a singing kid. Look, dude, as long as he pays child support, that's I, all you, you care. Got, you don't got to pay child support. You gave me a million dollars when that kid's like sixteen. Child support? Child support's not gonna cover that. My money I'm gonna rake from that kid when he's singing for me. Come on. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what we're going to title this because it's not really a Bill's Broncos preview. It's more like Nick hops on and we just don't I, like I have so many notes. That's like the stupid thing is like people think, you know, I talked to me like, you know, man, you should really come up with like a set list and like write notes. On, it's like, dude, you should like I, I've been addicted to writing shit down and like even me and Deacon, we have a whiteboard, dude. You should see it. It would be plastered with notes. And we would literally sit there for a half hour. People think I do like some unprepared show because they don't go, oh, three up, three down. What do you want to do? It's like, no, I don't give a fuck. Like. We didn't even get into the asshole from Buffalo Rumblings yet. Oh, okay. So tell your story. Fucking article that Dylan Zandano is where the fuck his name is. Comes on there, is sitting there, three up, three down. The third down is of course Tyrod, and he calls out the play where Patrick Demarco dropped the ball, past the first down marker, and then saying, "Oh, but he had a wide open, wide open Nick O'Leary," which, by the way. It's throwing across his body, back across the field, with two, two, three defenders in his way. No, wide the fuck open. Come on, dude. Well, it's right after the right after the game. 
like it took me 30 seconds to find the play on Twitter. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't look it up. You have to write a shit talking article when your experience in football is you're a fucking journalist. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve. Like, oh, I have journalism. Yeah, you write fucking good prose. You can put a good goddamn clickbait article, but you don't know football. Dude, you don't want to know something, and, and and it's really the truth, and I say it every podcast to rub my own balls, and it's like, I don't understand what people don't get. If you support people, they grow. Yeah. If you just kind of... I get so disgusted with Patriot fans after they lose one game and they're talking about how horrible they are and they always figure it out. And it comes yeah. down to coaching. And, and the deeper you get into things, you know, when you got a coach like McDermott watching practice tape, that's the coach I want for the Bills. I want that guy that's looking at last year's practice tape so he knows what the real story is. And not yeah. for nothing, dude. You see Kim Pagula on the sidelines talking to people one-on-one here and there. Yeah. John War of the APM, like kind of right there, maybe eavesdropping a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. But, like, it, it's like, you know, there people, there's so much access. You see things. Like, I saw Sammy Watkins, like, shuffling into the locker room. I was never going to say anything, but he's off the team now. But that kid was working his ass out. So when people were like, oh, he's yeah. a fucking bum. And it's like, no, dude, yeah. I don't think you understand the pressure. And whoever put in our head that money means, like, mental stability, get fucked. If you think yeah. that's the case, get fucked. Stop crushing people because this money is not going to last forever. And look at these guys. They kill their families because their head gets so fucking rattled. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, chill oh, out. I mean, Timmy Watkins, uh, so a friend of mine is, uh, she's uh, worked at a, a restaurant where the Bills used to go after training camp. And she sat and talked with Sammy, smoked with Sammy. Apparently, a dude likes a lot of weed. Allegedly, allegedly likes weed. No, we'll like call it out. He's, no, he's on the bills. We got to do anything to help Buffalo win. But I, but the dude just wanted to work hard. And all he wanted to do, they had a heart-to-heart in their car while they were, you know, allegedly smoking together. And he said all he wants to do is win for the city of Buffalo and just play well. That's all he wants to do in life. The dude just wanted to work hard. Wish him the best in L.A. Dude, seriously. Like his offense is going to work out pretty well. You know, and, and who knows? And, and here's the thing. In a perfect world, if Tyrod Taylor works out and Sammy Watkins would have worked out, you got to make a decision. At the same time, like I, it's like these same Bills fans that want the picks and want to get rid of everybody for draft picks and this and that. I don't mm-hmm. think the Bills or anybody on this staff has proven that they're going to get those picks right. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if it's pick one through 30 fucking two anywhere, and, yeah. and you could have all 32 picks, okay? Cool. Now you have a team that you have all 32 first-round picks, and they can't fucking play a lick of football because they don't know the NFL. I mean, we're lucky. Oh, okay. Andrew White is, a, is somebody who slots right in, and it's like – Man, I don't trust the Bills brass to pick the right quarterback. I don't trust the Bills That's- brass to stick around long enough to see these players develop. Oh, God, 100,000% I'm with you. And who knows? So, Bills, they stick with it. They pick a guy that this is our guy. This is trade up everything for him, and he doesn't fucking work out. You know what I mean? For every, for, for every Peyton Manning, there's a Ryan Leaf. And do you really we think tra- it was all you, – you know, Ruben Brown said something. I think it was Ruben Brown – or no, I might have been uh, – I was listening to something. I might so, have been on the Ross Talker he, podcast. He, they go, do you think Ryan Leaf was really that bad? 
Do you think Ryan Leaf was somebody like important said that? They go, do you really think Ryan Leaf was that bad or was it the coaching? You know what I mean? What is it? Oh, yeah. Is it is it that? But, but exactly, dude. But look at so Sam Darnold's everybody's golden boy right now. A, that kid didn't start over the guy that's about to get benched in Pittsburgh right now. B, when he gets rattled, he does a really shitty back foot throw where he throw he doesn't step into his throw, he throws off his back foot. Ask Nate Geary about it from WGR, who's one of like three people from WGR I can stand. Uh Josh love Rosen. Nate, love Nate. By the way, we should have you and Nate on at the same time. Like we'll do a Facebook live have, show and maybe have him call in. We should do a seven on seven, have Nate at quarterback, and just let me hit him once. I haven't hit anybody in a couple of years, and he's a quarterback. Love the guy. One of like I said, one of three people I could give a shit about on WGR. It's him. Sal Capaccio, who doesn't remember me, but used to talk to me on the message boards when I was playing college football. And Pete Carnage is who I went to high school with, who used to do the film for SUNY Brockport when he was in college, and the guy's a film junkie. And he I, does the college football at WGI. I got to say, kids. Sal Capaccio is um, – I started listening to Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Yeah. And that – free-flowing conversation is what inspires me to do this podcast along with being objective and just owning that we don't know what's up but we're going to show you both sides of the coin overall yeah. it might not be a, a pure set list more of a flow but we'll get there um and you know sal capaccio was one of the only ones with the bills podcast and two years before murphy started his show Ooh. i had the idea to do the bills thing because i could not find content a lot and now we're flooded with so much content but it doesn't mean if you have a podcast that, like, you know how to talk because I listen to a lot of Bill's stuff and I have to turn it off because I'm like, dude, you can't just read off a sheet. You have to articulate. Yeah. Maybe you're better in print, which is cool. Everybody has their strengths. I yeah, don't mind I don't mind writing, but. Go read for Buffalo Rumblings. Get rid of that Dylan motherfucker. Dude, I can't, no going on. I can't stand writing because it, it it's like I, I, I'm OCD with it. At least if I spew this out, I can be honest. And yeah. I can be honest, but like uh, in writing, but then I have to do a lot of research. And it's great writing. I'll write for Eric Turner at Cover One all the time, anytime he wants or something, because he's very encouraging. I love, you know, thanks to Eric, I've been able to get on the sidelines. I got to get on the lockdown thing, which is the audio still up. I had a great time with Kevin on lockdown bills. So, like, you know what I mean? I, it's like, dude, you're working with the right people. Things are working, trending right upwards. And, and Eric's mm-hmm. worked his ass off to build his franchise. And it's like, you know, he's a trusted guy, and when I can have that data, and he honestly puts in the statistics and everything with nice graphics, like, that's the presentation I want. So unless I'm going to do that, I don't want to execute it. But, like, when it comes to podcasting, it's a little bit it's a little bit different, and, and some kind of long way I'm getting around to it is, <laughs> is, is really, when, when you look at things, we, we might not be... ESPN and we and Sal Capaccio really went really tried to do a show that was a little bit produced for a podcast I thought compared to Joe Rogan at the same time I mean he also called games in Florida coach and a lot of stuff and he did things the right way professional yeah. the professional right way and he got himself a job at WGR I don't know what he makes or not. It's not my business. But, like, I would bet you these guys make a lot less money because I had a conversation with the guy who will go unnamed on, on the ice at hockey one time because I don't know if he listens, so I don't want to shoot him under the bus. But I pretty much said some shit to him like, dude, you know, if you uh, blah, blah, blah. And it was, like, a tenth, like, probably, like, a third of the amount of money I make now being a contractor. And, and he's like, 
Yeah, dude, you can't get that money in radio. I'm like, what? So, like, make no mistake, Sal Capaccio works his ass off. That guy is always on call. That guy, yeah. anytime there's an opportunity, Sal is there. And he had that podcast. He would do video. He would have the live backdrop before Eric did anything, before I did anything, before John Murphy yeah. did anything. And you had guys like Sal Mirana who had, like, some kind of show, but he seemed to give up on it because that shows up. Um, I think from like 2009 or something, but it's like, long story short, Sucapacho is a cool dude. Um, on the sidelines, I asked him a couple questions. Hey, man, like, how do I approach this? He goes, Oh, dude, don't answer questions. You know, just don't be an asshole. Oh, okay, cool. You know, like, so he was I really, he was, he was really, really good. Cool. See, I, I knew I met him not to get like let my inner nerd out, but there was like dude, those message it. boards, and he was known as Coach Sales C. And it was when I was a freshman in college, and I'm just like, you know, I don't have anything to do on my computer. I don't want to write a test, so I'm on it. And he used to like give me pointers and stuff when I was playing ball. Like, oh, why don't you try to do this workout? This is what my players are doing. And it sucks because I met him like 10 years afterwards. I was like, hey, Sal, I'm, I'm Pinto Nick 96. He's like, hey, Sal Capaccio, nice to meet you. I'm like, you don't remember me at all. Like, you had like such an influence on me when I was a freshman and sophomore in college. And then, but. You know, it's, I'm a nerd on the message board. He's not gonna remember every nerd from there. He probably remembers the Philster, but because you know everybody makes fun of the Philster. But he actually, I think, has a. Uh, I think he's doing it through WGR. He had this um, this guy Joel Azito on, who uh, has an interesting story. I was in talks with him about three years ago. No, not three years ago. Two years ago, about coming on the podcast to tell a story. He wrote a book. He had this crazy story. He lives in New York City. Bill's mafia fan, um, and. You know, Sale actually had him on his podcast to talk about his experience. He had like some crazy story about getting like stabbed on a subway train, saving somebody, you know, crazy stuff. So oh, like shit. yeah, like really crazy story. I don't even wanna you know, so check check that out. Find Sale Capaccio. I think it's still Sale Sports on Twitter. So mm-hmm. find Sale Capaccio and, and go find his podcast. I don't know if it's up on WGR somewhere or what. Um but yeah, man, Sale. You know, I learn I learn a lot from Sale. And the thing I like about Sale too is when people are throwing hot shit everywhere, especially in the morning shows. You know, he's yeah, not. He, it, people aren't going to shoot each other under the bus. But it's like he is never afraid to stay objective. No matter the the show could be all going one way, and he yeah. will go uphill against it and be like, "No, I don't agree with that." Well, what do you mean, dude? No, you know, and and that's what I like about him. He's not afraid to call it how he sees it. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of the three, I, I I can stand on there. Shopping, shopping bulldog, he'll fuck himself. Hey man, don't say that, dude. I really like shopping bulldog. I I feel like really, dude. Can so I tell so, Can so, I tell you so, why? Uh, I'll tell oh, I'll tell you. So when we got shut down by the NFL, friend of our friend of the tailgate, Tim Graham, used to write for ESPN. Now he writes. Dude, for Tim Graham is a friend of the, of the tailgate, dude. He would have some firing shit, even though I have complimented some articles, and he seems all right. He's a great guy. So he had a really nice article about us and went out on ESPN.com. So because it went on ESPN, Chauvin the Bulldog had to go in there. They're sitting there saying, this fucker making pizza is a drunk asshole. This stuff tastes like shit. Um, you know, these guys are just a bunch of drunks. They just want to drink and have a bowling ball and they're giving Buffalo a bad name. I'm like, you guys have never fucking been over to the tailgate. We give more of a shit about the food we cook and the bowling ball is just an afterthought. It was a joke for a minute that everybody takes care of. Everybody, everybody comes to the tailgate to see ketchup, and they're in shock and awe when they see that hood sitting on the car. And you know, is the car going to blow up because of the oil leaks or something? Well, Nobody, what happens with the bowling ball? Can you explain the process? 
So years ago, Kenny broke his shot glass. Who's Kenny? You got it. You want to have a new listener here. So set up the scene. When you walk into Pinto Tailgate, I'll set up. When you go to Pinto Tailgate, you just see a crowd, a party. Yeah, people want to have cool tailgates, but this is the one I always know it's a consistent party at. And there's other ones too, but it's not like a pro party. It's more like a, it's like pretty organic. And you have all these people. You have like a platform on top of a van where Nick, who's on with us now, goes crazy, shouting shit out. You got huge like flags up. And you have what I think, obviously you have food being cooked on the on the Red Pinto. You mm-hmm. have his dad cooking stuff, uh, which Nick will get into too, more detail about food. But like as a fan and a guy who's, dove into the bills more in the last decade than before you know and it's it's like i can really appreciate going up and seeing generations and generations of pictures on like a red piece of plywood they're all hand caught and then like shellacked or whatever the fucked over and it's like that's bill's history and you see these guys now aging and you see you as like a kid your sister you know what i mean it's just like it's like an organic tailgate and it's like if people don't go down to that how many times you have generations of people and Kenny, you know, Pinto Ron, right? AKA Pinto Ron. Yeah, if you Pinto. want to take it from here, he goes to all the games. Yeah. I, yeah. Kenny Pinto Ron, AKA the, the guy in the first part before the dildo guy in the Barso video for the newer listeners, right? Oh, you know, from my Barso video, uh, Pinto Ron's his name. It's, uh, from the John Madden cookbook. They, they got his name wrong. So it's an old Nissan, even though you can see the words Ford on the front of the car. Uh, got the entire story wrong. So we made Pinto Ron's a joke for him. Not everybody knows his name's not really Ron. But when you walk up to the tailgate, we have like like a college dorm bar, just one of those little short ones. There's a, a bowling ball on it, and you take a shot out of some hole, you drop it, got a whole little ritual with it. Started because Kenny, aka Pinto Ron, broke his shot glasses, and somebody told him that it's the same amount of alcohol in the thumb hole of a bowling ball is in a shot glass. They measured it out, and that's how that became. But, I mean, that's one thing. And after, like, we started hearing about, like, undercovers, we started IDing just to make sure, you know, they had, they're over 21 before they get a shot. Uh, but the main thing was we cook on the hood of a car from 1980. I mean, probably 80% of the people that come by weren't born in 1980. I'm, I was born in 85. So... We got bacon cooking on a saw. We got the grease dripping on the hood. We got pancakes and eggs and a shovel. Got shish kebabs and ribs cooking on my dad's old Sears toolbox. Got Speedy's cooking on that toolbox. Um, trying to think. Chicken wings and an army helmets. We got grilled cheese burgers cooking on a rake. Got stir fry cooking in an old hubcap. My dad makes. Pizza in the filing cabinet. It's the best pizza you ever have out of a filing cabinet. Everything's homemade. Oh, not everything. Dough is from Wegmans. Homemade sauce. My dad gets the cheese, grates it himself, makes his own three-blend cheese. Ooh. Spices on My there. My grandma used to have me great in the Parmesan. And, dude, I swear to God, man. Like, how good is it when you get the Parmesan, you clump it up in the little balls, oh, and you just eat? Oh, dude, I would just, oh, my God. I show up the band practice eating a brick of cheese. I don't give a fuck. That's dude. Just- uh, See, that's that paisan right there. Uh, you got a little cheese, just cut it. You have a little prosciutto with it, dude. You ever yeah. go through? You ever go to Wegmans and just grab like a fresh loaf of bread and you're eating it with your dad? Oh, it's yeah. like a little Dago child, and you're going, "Hey, dad, oh, yeah. hey, dad we gonna steal this?" And then like one time we actually did forget to pay for it. <laughs> like, 
and then come out oh, find yeah, out later years. Cheese. Oh. And we used to just eat that in the store and just pay for the bag. Right. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, we dude. used to do that with fig. We used to go do that with figs. Get a bag of fig. You get the sticker. Oh yeah, here's the sticker. We ate them. How Italian? How Italian are you? Like, are you 100? <laughs> percent Uh, I'm technically 50. Oh my god, I can't even have this conversation with you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! So, my grandmother's Slovakian. My mom isn't off the boat. My mom came over in 58. Um, and then my grandfather was adopted, and they think he's Italian, so I might be 75, but we're not sure. Um, you know, man, I kind of look Egyptian, I kind of look, you know, all sorts of Mideastern, too. You know what I mean? I also kind of look Greek, yeah. but my mom is off the boat from, she came over here at 18. And, oh, uh, wow, your mom's older than my mom. My mom was like, my uncle was eight, my mom was young, like yeah. two or three. Well, she has fam- She had family here, and they're from the north, this little town called Spezia. And then we have family in the south. Or uh, No, her dad is actually from Naples. And my okay. mom's, like, really, like, I would. I actually failed Italian class in eighth and ninth grade. And it's really, it, yeah, it's my fault, but it ain't my fault. I would take a book home, and my mom would be like, no, that's dialect. You're not learning that garbage. You're not learning that yeah. southern Italian bullshit. And my last name is Palermo. So my, my dad's side... Uh, I believe both parents on his side, their parents, so his grandparents on both sides came from Italy as well. So hence the last name Palermo. And, um, you know, my grandfather in Italy on my mom's side is a professor, R.I.P. Enzo. And the, uh, my grandma was a school teacher. So like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's definitely weird. You know, like, it's like, there's, they're like prejudiced against each other in the north to the south. Oh mom, yeah, it's like north and south here. Well, there. My, my mom's, mom's the same like, way. My, what's that? My mom's from Frozen Gnome, but she like she has her dialect, and it's kind of been lost over the years because you know she only spoke it at home. So my mom actually took an Italian class, and it was, she was like, "It was a hundred percent different from what I learned, just because different dialect and everything." Really? Yeah. See, my mom yeah. used to cross shit out in my book and be like, "All right, I learned that." And it didn't help that eighth period of the day, the last period of the day, eighth and oh, ninth yeah, grade done. year. I mean, my ninth grade year, dude, I had to prove myself to the class clowns who failed and were the sophomores and juniors. So there was a couple of those in my class, and here I come in guns blazing, being the smart ass. And uh, you know yeah. what I mean? I had to really earn my stripes in that class, and that's it's a tough. lot more important than learning your fucking bullshit. They'd ask you, hey, draw uh, blah, 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 a picture of what's going on here, and then, uh, and like you had to, and it's like I did nothing Italian. I would just draw the picture because I'm like, well, at least dude, I got a 50. It's like real life. It's like real life example when somebody books a meeting with me at like three thirty on a Friday. It's like I hope you're ready for me to just fucking sit there and not contribute anything to this meeting. Three thirty, like anytime those late classes. Like, all right, I'm here. I'm usually on ESPN while somebody's talking. Nick, what you got? It looks good, dude. Let's just go with what you're going with. Hey, if you want proper input. <laughs> Make sure you catch me with the least amount of energy. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? A three. <laughs> Can you at least give me some fucking snacks, dude? Like, yeah. I got work to do. You know the bills are coming up, and it's like, I'm going to hate Monday. So let's bring this home, okay? We we got out our Dago heritages because I yeah. just had to prove how Italian I am to, to the whole world because, like, people actually give a shit. Dude, dude, I, I don't next, think people next, actually listen to this podcast. So next podcast, we get John Murphy on here. Podcast after that, we get John DeTulio for all your Rochester listeners. And we talk food for an hour because 
I don't give that dude sucks. Dude, I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really like tools, man. He was shitting on no. Micah Hyde on Twitter, dude. Fuck that. No, no, no. no, no. I'm telling you, fuck. But what, if you listen to John Tulio talk about food and his little Italian, like, oh, he, so we're from Brockport. We got Stoneyard in Brockport. You talked about his sandwich there. His sandwich didn't even look that good. But when he talks about it, it sounds like the most amazing oh, thing. Oh, dude, in the world. I remember his ads. Oh, by the way, I oh, hit, you know who I so hit up? Quick. I fucking I friended Danny Moriarty on uh, no, it, on Facebook, were, and I hit him up. I, I don't think he replied to me. He he like quit radio to be a bartender. He's at the place right around the corner from me. Yeah, at the stone yard up here. And, and yeah, uh, my buddy Tom McKilly that we had on a podcast ran into him there, and he goes, "What, Dan?" And he goes, "Uh, yeah, yeah." Aren't you on the radio? He goes, no, not anymore. Well, why? Oh, this pays more. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's like Intercom and all these big com- – I mean, people listening, if you're still with this podcast, sorry for the random uh, – <laughs> I guess the rambles that I don't do on other people's podcasts. <laughs> so, like, um, I definitely don't ramble. So, welcome to the Non-Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, David Palermo, and I will just tell you <laughs> straight up, um, besides being absolutely dumb – uh, I honestly lost what we were talking shit about, Nick. I did we so John DeTulio. John DeTulio. Oh, oh. We shit about. But I love his food. Oh, there's in the cheese. It's so good. Let oh, me, let John DeTulio, I got to tell him, I've been making fun of him since high school. Let me tell you he something. Interviewed, interviewed Brackmore. What do you think Brackmore High School is going to do, Nick? I think we're going to win a bunch of games, John. Oh, next, my God. Next, dude, next three weeks of high school football. This is 12 fucking years ago. That's how old I am. So, hey guys, think we're gonna win this week? Ah, everybody goes nuts. We had to do the fucking John Tulio voice, like I do Batman voice when I'm drunk. So John, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> Danny, let me tell you about that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that provolone on that cheese is looking really good right now. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so funny story, and I'll wrap up about John Tulio. <laughs> so uh, Gage Highway High School, 2001. <laughs> Get done with um, wrestling practice. Walk out there. John Natalio's like on the bench about to cover like some girls game, basketball game or some shit. And my best friend in the whole world who never listens to this podcast, his little brother I'm actually going to have on, who I tease. He went to the Carolina game, Jamie, who's like my little brother. I tease having him on soon because I would lose to him in Madden and he would never pay me money when I would beat him. And I've definitely shattered controllers. And he was like 12 and I was like 18. You know, so like, dude, you gotta play for shots. Don't play for money. Uh, you gotta play for money, so I give a shit. You know. Um. Anyway, no, 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 no. Hustle don't play, stop. Nick. If he scores a touchdown on you, you take a shot. If you score a touchdown on him, he takes a shot. Make right. it like I got an idea for you after after we <laughs> hang up here. So keep that idea. So yo, check this out, real quick, real quick. So hmm. my best friend Corey, he's like, dude, that's John DeSulio, and we just got done with practice, and I was like a junior, and he was a sophomore. He's like, oh, yeah. I go, he goes, do you think you'll get his autograph for me? (laughs) And I'm like, yo, dude, he's just a fucking, I go, Corey, man, he's just a fucking newscaster, dude. Like, what are you worried about? He goes, oh, man, dude, he's on TV. I'm like, all right, sure. (laughs) So I fucking go up to him. I sit like, I go, so, uh, and I'm like kind of nervous, too. I'm like, so, like, I've started off so many conversations since being bored. So, uh, and I'll even send a text to like my girlfriend, like, so, uh, you know, I think I did it to you. So, uh, what if I guess at six, uh, yeah. got a shower, 
Uh, yeah, I gotta run the wags, and we're good. So, uh, John, uh, my friend over there wants your autograph. Right? Yeah, no, Dave, no problem. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah right. John Tulio. <laughs> oh, John Tulio. <laughs> See me on our news. Danny, let me tell you something about that sandwich. No, it's hey, John, John, this is John Tulio. It's the six o'clock news hour. You got sports coming up for you. High school sports. And here we are, one hundred nine. So, um. Dude, John DeTulio, though, he's a, he seems like a cool dude. I was a big fan of his show. And honestly, that show, The Bills Brothers, influenced his podcast. And that influenced my, not hatred, because I, I would I would have him on the podcast myself, because I think mm-hmm. he needs to, to be open more. I, I I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt. But Sal Marana, I think, is lazy, at least from what I see. But I think he has good reasoning behind it, because I don't think, I, I, I've heard that they've made him do some things, like, film hockey games from his fucking phone and shit like clips it's like really dude don't yeah. be fucking cheap democrat and chronicle i've heard so you know, I'm, like, not so, big, I'm not a big sale fan but a friend of mine is a journalism student student at rit and he can't say anything but great things about sale how he's looked out for him over the years so um Right, it's just when yeah. I'm when I'm trying to bust into the game and I and and I'm as a fan like everybody listening to the podcast about the bills and you just have negativity porn a decade ago when you had the Bills the Bills brothers. It was an hour show, and it's like you figure out radio pretty fucking quick, dude. You have about, like, 40 minutes per hour, and they're talking about Syracuse ball. And you got yeah. great guys like Mike Catalana out there. Mike Catalana is one of the best guys talking Bills ever. I love Mike. Was, well, Leo Roth was on that, right? I think so, too. Yes. So, and, 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 so quick, quick little shout-out. Leo Roth is the fucking man. He came... And did a whole piece on our tailgate, right? And he, there was like the second to last game of the season. Comes out, does his whole tail, his whole piece on it, and it's awesome. He got everything right. He stayed the entire time to get every detail. Comes back the next week, I go, "Hey, Leo, good to see you, man. Like, do you, are you doing a follow up piece? What's going on?" He goes, "No, I'm not working. I'm here to party. Just rips a couple bowling ball shots, eating pizza, dude. Leo Rouse, the fucking man." Dude. He's like, I, I sat here and I did my job and I saw how much fun you guys are having. I had to come back the next week. I was like, you were forever my favorite sports writer. That's awesome, man. So Red Pencil Tailgate gets fun people. And it's like, so with, with what I'm saying, though, Nick, is I'm sure there's two sides to the coin. And if I'm sale and I'm not getting paid, probably is a story because that's what everything comes down to capitalism. Let's be yeah. real here. So, you got to feed your family. Right. And it's like, if you're not going to pay me, maybe I'm not going to be as up on the shit as I should be. I don't know. So it's yeah. like, I don't know the man. I would gladly sit down and talk to him. But, like, the show was so negative sometimes. I was like, oh, this team just sucks. And, uh, and yeah. it's like, is it really that bad? I don't think it's that bad. No. Uh, you're in the hunt until week 17. It's not that bad. What's up with – um? so let's wrap on this. What do you think – you were about to go off about – you know, we went off about the – everything so what do you think the bills can do to win this game I, I think if the bills establish a run game obviously yeah um take some shots to loosen up the middle of that defense a little bit and because hey tyrod taylor is hitting passes over the middle that's not a problem no if see if you, this is why me and nate Gary should be on here because he'll give you the if we you know open the passing game if we start running better me, for us to win, if we hit Trevor Simeon and we get turnovers, those are going to win. I don't care what the offense does. As a former D lineman, if we hit a, hit the quarterback and put pressure on him, 
Dolphus Washington stop calling hookers and start hitting the quarterback. And uh, Micah Hyde and get those cornerbacks a couple picks. It's easy win. Nick, you call hookers so they don't call you back, and I have no problem with the Dolphins. You do whatever the fuck you got to do, dude. Dude, you don't pay him to have sex. You pay him to leave. Exactly, so he can get back <laughs> in the fucking playbook. So why is that you know a problem, dude? People you know got People got to get over sex, dude. Like, really, get you know the what? fuck they over it. Game. They won that game. Every Buffalo back page hooker, go the fuck to Dolphins Washington's room. We need to win this week. Oh, my God. Nick, dude, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I have, like, all these emails fucking planned to send out to people. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, we're going to this podcast, you know, and it's like, fuck. And some are going to go, like, to Bills, and, like, John Murphy's going to put on his podcast after I email him, and he's going to be like, the fuck no one coming on that shit show? Like, dude, oh, my God. Look, it, if you don't want me to call you out for buying hookers off Backpage... Don't buy a back. How do you hooker. even know it was fucking? How do you know it was even Backpage? I don't know. My buddy's a cop in Greece. He tells me they fucking arrest hookers off Backpage. His stories are hilarious. It's the only place I know where to get hookers. Well, is there another place to get hookers when you're in the national championship? They have. I don't know. They have like review sites and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dude, I, I don't know. You know, there's a whole world. <laughs> you gotta listen to comedians' podcasts. They get di- they, they get into it. <laughs> The only reason I know about Backpage is from those fucked up podcasts. Oh, these, I only, dude, comedians I only know, are retarded. I only, know from, I only know from shout out Officer Larkin in Greece, who is uh, plays on my baseball team and has... Who's clearly a fucking rat to the hookers, so... No, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a No, he's a police officer. But he's when they go undercover, he's the, the fake John, and I get Snapchat stories of him pretending to be a fake John, and it is hilarious. Oh, dude, that's amazing. It's, dude, you should, uh, but the thing is, the, the thing is, though, on, on the real, though, it, it's like, if, if if New York stays in debt, I'm never going to get in on a podcast. This is not the podcast no. for I'm going to throw we don't it need out there. Again, no more hookers. <laughs> I think if it was legalized, just take and make some money, it'll be cleaned up, and there could be more dude, people focusing their playbooks if they weren't ashamed for it. If Adolphus Washington has a good game, next week we talk about legalizing hookers because Adolphus Washington had a good game. Well, here's the thing, though. Was he, like, that was in college, though, right? That didn't happen again. Did that it? was the day before the national championship. Yeah, I know, but that was it, though. Dude, you're telling me this dude. I, I thought you might, like, just get a rent. He couldn't get a random Ohio State fan to come. Skim <sighs> a little, little love him before the big game. Dude, he's a man of honor and integrity, and he's in his playbook. He don't got time for that <laughs> shit. He's got to get the fucking bed, You Nick. can't. You can't you swipe right on sh- Tinder? I would, I'm not dude, in the game. I don't really know how Tinder works. I think Adolphus Washington was like, get some- yo, dude, I'm you sorry, go, dude. Do you know any you girls who... can't go who- on Black People Connect? Like, uh, what's his name? Vince Wolfork? Dude. BlackPeopleConnect.com? <laughs> Wait, Vince Wolfork is on that? He met his wife on there. There's a whole ESPN E60 on it. Dude, it's fucking rad, dude. I'm not even a Christian. I want to go on Christian Mingle just for the fuck of it, dude. Like, I thought about signing up for, like, I have, like, a big backyard. I thought about signing up for Farmers Only or whatever the fuck that one is. <laughs> it's on Corduroy's. My, this guy, Denny, I know on Birdit, he's got, like, some fucking goats. You bring him over. <laughs> you don't have to be on Lonely on FarmersOnly.com. Dude, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. I was on Tinder, and it was the fucking worst. And it's like... Man, I'm not saying I'm anything special, but like I thought, I thought it'd be a little bit better, a little more promising. And and you sit there and you analyze your pictures. Well, yeah, I, my face is a little fucking weird. 
Oh, you kind of overanalyze yourself. All I, all I see is like face, like Tinder fail. Like I'm married. I'm out of the game. Like my my only online dating was meeting girls off MySpace in college. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm MySpace old, like, was breaking the MySpace was breaking the seal of getting away with shit. Like because oh, you realize that people don't want to talk, and you're like, oh, okay, that was a bad time. That was a good time for me. I mean, it's like my my profile picture is me walking up in my my little Utica football helmet. Like, hey girl, next one. Hey girl, nine times out or nine times out of ten, six times out of ten, I got hey what's up, and three times out of those six, I, I usually got him to come over. Well, I'm telling you, dude, if you go through a girl's Tinder, they have like so oh, many so likes many and all this, dudes. and I would go like a week, and I might get like a match, not even a match, or like <laughs> a oh, match that doesn't respond. Someone is interested in you. It's like something. I'm like. Ugh, I'm all set, dude. Like, I don't know what you do in your spare time, but like, yo, I'm not like the weirdest people ever in my life off of Tinder. Like, the we- fucking weirdest. Like, eh, dude, life is weird. Um, thank you to all the listeners here. Did you have anything on how the Bills actually beat the Broncos? I can't even really label this a Broncos preview. Yeah, it's a Broncos Broncos preview. I'm gonna be it's like been- Nick Pop Hodgepodge of shit, and I just talk over him. And a little bit of my dog barking in there. Did you shoot yeah, the dog? Like, what happened to the dog? No, I started walking around, so she's not looking at me. And that's what I'll do. She likes to lick, lick my beer bottle, so I'll hand it to her when she's ready to bark. Oh, my God. She's an alcoholic. Okay, so do you think the Bills are going to win the game? Fuck yeah, I think the Bills are going to win. How? Well, how's it happen? Defense pressure is stout. Tra- I, no bullshit. Tra- pressure Trevor Simeon to produce turnovers. And uh, just shorten the field for the offense. They, if they only have to go 40 yards for a score instead of 90 yards for a score, it's, it's not a problem. And, and honestly, um, you know, we were talking earlier in the show to bring this back home for a few minutes really about the Broncos and the Bills because I would like to be serious about that for a second because, yeah. um, you know, we're adults for three minutes at a time <laughs> um, out of an hour <laughs> and 17 minutes. Um, so uh, on the real, I look at it like, that game against Carolina, the, the team was flat, and they didn't have any turnovers. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, you got to get in a groove. I, they they say in an NFL game, it's a, or any football game, really, your first 15 plays just about both sides of the ball, you're kind of, it's kind of like the litmus test. What are they biting on? You know, what adjustments are they making? Um, yeah. You know, what are we seeing here? And that's what, that's why they say the first, like, three, two series are scripted. Right. Right. So, when the Bills are starting the ball off at, at the 10 and they're starting the ball off at the 2 and they can't really make anything happen and mm-hmm. you're going into a game where you got to stop LaShawn McCoy because that's the only playmaker because you don't have a Sammy Watkins now. Jordan Matthews yeah. hasn't proven it to Bills fans. Zay Jones hasn't proven it to Bills fans yet or the NFL yet on the Bills team that they can be the deep threats. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, um, really, it, it just comes down to better field position and honestly that comes like you said with the turnovers that were just lacking yeah. you got you got pressure quarterback got force those turnovers and just shorten the field for the offense if they're starting on the 40 instead of the five then the, it's just that much less it's an easier field goal you only need three first downs to a field goal instead of driving down the field like it, you're it's just shortening the field that's it's all it really is I mean, that score, that Carolina game could have been a lot more out of hand if Cam Newton was a little bit more accurate. But you could say he wasn't accurate because of that D-line. Hey, he converted on big third downs, Nick, and we were talking yeah. about that. I mean, you yeah. had these third and 
17s, 15s, 14s, and you know what do you do? You do cover four. Definitely, they're they're usually a cover three defense from yeah. You know what we know. So it's like that whole just underneath the safeties and you know the deep corners was opened up, and we saw the exposed and somehow these six foot four, six foot five receivers, Funchess and Benjamin. They yeah. end up stretching and getting that first down, and that's it. Bend that break where if they don't get that third down, well, now the ball doesn't get punted inside the 10. Now yeah, the ball now doesn't now get – the ball's at the 30. Exactly, and that's yeah. – you got some more breathing room because you're not just married. And granted, the, the one thing I do like about watching the Patriots over the years is you – Tom Brady and that offense, they don't give a fuck. And the, the Bills eventually did do this, too, where they threw out of their own end with Tyra Taylor. Like, all right, we're going to just try it. I respect yeah. that the Bills did do that and just, like, flip the script. No, no, no. We're just going to throw it now. If we don't care if we're back up or not, we're going to try. You know, they tried, and I respect that. And, and that's something where Tom Brady and, and the Patriots would always break those rules of football, which is like, no, no, you don't throw you don't throw on your own 20. No way. No way. you got to run the ball. This is fun. No. Fuck that. Spread them wide. The only thing I wish the Bills would do more is remember the years where you could have guys spread out and run the ball, thin out the defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I wish Bill's we were spread HD, yeah. Right. Right. And, and think for Bills fans out there, I love to reference it because I think it's one of the, the best offenses to reference of recent time for the Bills. Chain Gailey. You hit all bums. Mm-hmm. All bums on paper, I should say. And Fred Jackson. Well, where are they running out of? Three receiver sets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Even if you take the tight ends and split them wide, like, whatever, man. I saw formations at camp with two tight ends on one side out and two receivers on the other side, like off the line. You know, so um, it they have stuff. It's to me, Lashawn McCoy would be able to run great through that because you're he's going to have more open space. You know, more one-on-one opportunities if people got to cover them. Cover everybody that's split out. You know what I mean? When you bunch everybody up, yeah, LaShawn McCoy might be able to hit the edge, but he runs between the tackles really nice. And that's the one thing I'm missing with the power the power run scheme is, like, you, you pretty much go straight forward and fuck people up. Now we're going east-west, west-east. You know what I mean? We're, we're going yeah. sideways. We're taking lateral steps. And, and if you want to put it, on the other side of the ball, it's kind of almost like that situation where you got Rex Ryan's, we got to think too much defense versus a zone thing. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing. Like, I don't know. Like, we loved Schwartz's defense because you pin your ears back, you go forward. Well, this so, th- this run scheme is yeah. not that. Like, a power blocking run scheme, like, you're just mauling people. You're fucking people up. You're not going to get that with this offense, as, at least of what they're, they've showed us so far. So yeah. it's just, I don't know, I mean, I don't want to talk like I know what the fuck I'm talking about because I don't, but what do you think? Do you think that's no, kind you're, of you're, right? You're, you're right on there. It, it's right on there. It's, it, the offense was, it's just, it was kind of boring. They, they tried the same runs and it just wasn't working. But we'll see. I mean, it's week two. We can see what they come out with this week and it can be fancy. It's so early. It's way too soon to say that those are tanking. I can't. Uh, it's, I, that you like can't, it's, you it's can't take, pe- man. It's in people's heads from the Sabres where you can tank and try and get that first overall pick for one of the top two players because they have a minor league system. Or Listen to me. It's completely different in football. Like, look at the Browns. The Browns tanked, and what the fuck that get them? Deshaun Kaiser in the second round? Fuck out of here. Look at look at look at look at this is. I don't think we get, honestly, many people who listen to those shows that we're talking about on the morning 
on on those stations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll be real with you, man. People got to stop listening to their fucking radio hosts. Like, they never have good ideas. Anytime someone's like, oh, oh Brady's no done. Oh, Brady's done. Is this is it? And, like, it's really unfortunate that you don't like Chopin Bulldog and that they discounted the fucking tailgate like they did. I'm sorry. But I will to defend them a little bit because I am a fan. And it really is, like, one of those things where, okay, honestly, if, you, if I smoke a little bit of weed, I kind of settle down a little bit. I get into deep thought. <laughs> and I realize that, like, Mike Shope especially and Bulldog, too, they just cut it raw. They're just like, okay, here we are. 15 years. No playoffs. We're got no quarterback. Got Now here we are. 17 years. We're, again, unsure of the quarterback. And the thing is, is Mike Schultz went to bat for Tyrod Taylor. Like, really yeah. hard. And it's like, I think they keep it objective, but very raw. Whereas, honestly, I put on Howard and Simon, and I'm like, can you make it more fucking clear that you're trying to pay the bills talking about quarterback? No disrespect to those dudes. You guys do Yo, your Howard, thing, but I just Howard like. Simon, Howard Simon's a hockey guy. Just stick to hockey. I New just. Jeremy and Matthew Collier, who lied about his college baseball career. Fuck all them. I don't know, man. Kyle, he he said he did play. He showed. He sent me something on Twitter, man. Like uh, I wasn't supposed to say he, that, but like he played fall ball at FLCC when they would take anybody. He didn't even play in the spring roster when the fucking real season starts. Yeah, but keep in mind, man, you're on the Tim Graham team, and uh, and I'm friend. Well, I'm, I can't say I'm friends because he actually cut me off when I called in. I go, yeah, it's a different number. Oh, what are you doing? I played that clip. I called in WGR to post game because I just want to be like, oh, hey, man, shout out, dude. What's up, man? You know, not like I was trying to get free advertising. I called in WGR post game, but uh, Dude, that was the Vikings. I, I, I told Matthew Collier we'd play him in a charity softball game. Panel guys versus whoever the fuck he wants, and he didn't. Nick, why are you so full of hate, man? You're just a hater. <laughs> You're hating on all these guys. Like, here I am. I have never said, hey, man, dude, don't get hookers. Like, I've never had to say that on this podcast. And now you're just bringing me out of my shell. And I guarantee people tuned out. It's okay. It doesn't yeah. matter. People aren't going to listen to this, Nick. Nobody knows had, we're doing if this. If only you had more analytics to see when people turned it off. If Apple only gave us that. Dude, here's the deal, okay? Here's how much I give a shit. I give a shit that I'm still going to do this at least twice a week for the rest of your fucking life. So deal with it. <laughs> like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people are going to have to deal with. So just me spewing turds everywhere and shitting on everybody that's helped me. Sorry. Not, I mean, I'm, yeah. So if I find anybody, I love you all. And uh, thank you for all the opportunities that have been afforded with this podcast and the fans out there. But look, sometimes some people make it so transparent that they're paying the bills. And I think that morning show, it's kind of like, it could be June, and somehow the the conversation on Howard and Simon turns into, or Howard Simon show turns into Tyrod Taylor, and I'm like, how the fuck is this possible? And you yeah. know what I hate about Bills fans, man, is like certain ones is they're all they on the fucking up. message board, all this and that, and then by like game seven, if the Bills are three and four, okay, mm-hmm. or so, however that math works out, you know, say yeah, the Bills yeah. are, you know. How it always goes, there's like a game midseason where the fucking stands are empty. Or not empty, but there's just like a little bit less than a sellout sometimes. And yeah. people on the message board just give up. 
But then when the season ends, here they are. Here's the Buffalo Bills quarterback evaluators. Well, we should know yeah. we've seen a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, and you know what we haven't seen? A fucking coaching staff stay. A quarterback yeah. be supported. A quarterback with talent put around him consistently with an offensive coordinator that can stay with him for five years. Like, yeah. can give me that at, guy, look please. At, look at Alex Smith. Alex Smith looks like a fucking stud right now. His first five years with five different offensive coordinators. He couldn't do shit in San Francisco and got ran out of there. San Francisco would fucking kill for him right now. Exactly. So it's like, you know, for the people out there, we started this podcast out there. You want to fire the coaches. You want to fire the GM. Now you want to. Okay, you got your way. You got your way. And now you have a mess of people learning new shit. And we have Mm -hmm. to trust the process. And trusting the process could mean we lose two to four more games than we should. If somehow we could have married schematically concepts, but coaches have egos and that can't happen because I have guys on a list and I have, you know, and it is what it is. I mean, there's only so many guys. It's all a budding neighborhood of guys. It's an echo chamber of coaches. There's only so many of them at the same time. I would just like to see like name or not. You have to look at situation. You just can't say that dude sucks when dude's team went 0-16, yeah. and you know what? It's like there was coaching mistakes this last game that Rex would make too, and people thought that with McDermott, it's automatically cleaned up. Like, no. Let the guy yeah, prove himself. Guy's you a rookie head coach. Nick, you don't buy the Aaron Maven hand-stitched fucking jersey his rookie year. I will never buy a first-round draft picks jersey unless I was a huge super fan of him in college or fell in love with him for some fucking reason. And uh, I, I would never do that until he proves himself. Sorry. Can't go wrong with the Hall of Famer. That's where I'll go. Dude, I'm a big Penn State fan. And even I thought that was a, a terrible fucking pick. So he only got – he was only a starter because the guy that started over him, Maurice Evans, who was a stud, uh, got caught with like three pounds of weed in his apartment by the cops and got suspended for a game. It was against some crappy team. And all of a sudden, Aaron Maven got three sacks and he's a starter. And so now we waste a first-round fucking pick on this guy? Are you kidding me? I can, I, uh, I can go in there forever. And you know what? They couldn't have caught Sandusky earlier, and then we wouldn't have picked fucking Aaron Maven. So that would have been <laughs> oh, fucking great. Yo, fuck that. Fuck Touch that. Touch all the kids you want. He's a hell of a coach. Yo, Nick! What the fuck, Nick? <laughs> hey, he was my Yo, I do not. I, I don't my... stand off on that. That's a joke, people. <laughs> That's a joke. But Sandusky, even your dog's like, dude, you're an asshole. He's going to bite your leg. <laughs> she, she's biting my finger. All right, dude. But, this- no, come on. LeVar Yanks is my favorite player of all time. He loved Jerry Sandusky. Good coach. Not great with people or kids. Yeah, dude. There was also this coach. guy who <laughs> fucking, like, I don't care if I out him. Fuck him. I forgot his name, though. Uh, there was also this guy who taught at Gates Shiloh Middle School who drove a DeLorean. And he would have kids over washing cars. That's how that story fucking ended. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that, dude. Sandusky should rot. Did he kill himself yet? No. Yeah, fuck him, man. He's in prison the rest of his life. Yeah, dude. I mean, he killed Joe Paterno at the same time like Joe Paterno, dude. Joe Paterno had enough fucking connections where you take the dude out back, you fucking shoot him in the head. I don't care how fucking good. Oh, no. Like, dude, no, man. I don't care how good of a coach you are. Like, And thank you, Joe. Like, R.I.P. Joe Paterno, but not for nothing, man. Like, you could have stopped this guy, or Sane Dusty could have been outed, and we wouldn't have picked Aaron Maven, okay? Like, <laughs> Arakbo, Arakbo, Arakbo. 
Like, what the fuck? Aaron Maven, dude? I, I feel so bad for people I see with, like, a hand such Aaron Maven jersey. I'm not even going to rip on Aaron oh, Maven because... Waste, Aaron, waste their fucking money. Dude, I want to have Aaron Maven on a podcast, dude, because he's an artist guy. And, like, you can I, say... I, he, seems, he seems pretty chill, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is, like, we bag on these... Like, people are so quick to bag on these players because, how dare you not be into playing football? And it's like, dude... I could finish the fuck out of drywall and do a really nice job. And I've made some really good money in a week doing it. But there comes a point where I just don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my very good job. But it doesn't mean I'm like all in tuned outside my fucking job at home when I'm trying to, you know, do whatever. Like not football related or in their case, not football related. Like they don't want to be in a playbook 24 seven. You think cause they're professional athletes. No, there, there is a thing to overstimulation yeah. and yeah. So I think that's it, man. I think we're done that's, here. We can awkwardly got, stop. So I called you at like six 30. So I got, I, I was going to make a pizza from Wegmans. Me and my wife were going to watch some movies. I was going to watch Baywatch, a new one with the rock. It's my plans. Okay. Well, Nick, uh, where can we find <laughs> you on the Instagram? And, and I'm probably going to lose like 30 fucking. Uh, if you lose them, I will go individually call them out for being an asshole. This is the best podcast ever. Oh, man. Except, except for when my dog comes on and barks at me. It's okay. We got to know your little shit too. My mom had a shit too. R.I.P. Uh, Gizmo. <laughs> we just had to put the little guy down. We go oh, from a Doberman so- Pincher. To a goddamn fucking like Pekingese that had a tongue sticking out, like it was like dumb looking, which is so dumb looking. It was cute, and it's like, man, how do we go from a Doberman pincher to this fucking thing? And it's like, you know, I was 18 at the time, and maybe we, I should have been out of the house anyways. I got out at 20. I wasn't that much of a loser, so like, yeah, but it's like, mom, I have to hold respect with my friends. I can't just be having no Pekingese up in the house. And then, you know, she got a shih tzu to follow it up. So, like, those two would tango. Yeah. She's not bad. But I got to go. I just heard my wife yelling at me. You can follow us on uh, at Pinto Tailgate on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at NickPep12. Um, and Nick Nick's the asshole on top of the van yelling shit I'm out. The, I'm the guy on top of the van that calls people out. And they love him so much they don't even give him a fucking microphone because... You tailgate with a bunch of dickheads <laughs> who play their PA way too fucking loud. Like, dude, you can run a mic cable in there. Um, I'm, so yo, dude, I'm going to investigate that this weekend. Like, we got to get you loud and clear so they hear you. Well, I'll have, more, I'll have more time to hang out because my dad will be back making pizzas. So, <sighs> Yo, do you got speakers at home? You can, like, who drives that van? Uh, his name's Paul. Where does he come play- from? Canada. He's from uh, north of Toronto. Oh, no shit. Well, you got to have someone bring you down some speakers so you can put it on top of there. I'll bring the fucking PA in a backpack and we'll light that motherfucker up and <laughs> people will hear you in Canada. We'll, we'll work on it. I got to get going, though. All right. Goodbye, Nick. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. No shit. Thanks, Nick. See you, bro. See you, man. All right. So that was Nick Pop. That was a fucking weird podcast. Hmm. Okay, so if you're still here an hour and 34 minutes in to the chaos with Nick, you don't know what you're going to get with Nick. And one of the first podcasts really stepping outside my usual box, and I try to keep it, whatever. I try to keep it real. But sometimes you hit those fringe territories, and I'm not comfortable talking about the fringe territories on a podcast right now. If you talk to me in person, you know it's a different deal.
Um, so it's usually worse. But thank you for tuning in. I will be at the game at the Red Pinto Tailgate as well in the back of the grass lot with my boys, Jeff Knight. Uh, my dog, Nick Lemesis, is coming this week. Tim Avery, who we had on the podcast last podcast. And also, um, who else is coming down? Wait, my boy Phil ain't coming. I don't know. Well, see everybody at the game. Might squeeze the podcast in before uh, the game as well. Something NFL-related, more general. So I did have some thoughts. Richard Sherman had some very interesting thoughts about um, injury reports and how it relates to gambling. And uh, I'd love to dive into that with somebody. And also, if you know Sean Timmerman, I've had him on the podcast before. Um, you down with JPP on Twitter. Please send him a message giving him best wishes. He was in a brutal fucking car accident. And he was hit by an old person who pulled out. Uh, something happened bad. And uh, I'll have Sean on whenever he wants. So, like, if you can, if you know Sean Timmerman, please hit him up. Give him the best wishes. He was in the hospital and shit. And uh, love him. So, hit him up. Prayers if you're into that stuff or best wishes towards him. So, might not be about the prayers. It might be about the energy going that way. You know what I'm saying? So, Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, David Palermo. Don't forget, GrandstandSportsNetwork.com, PunchDrunkSports.com, and also NumbillsFan.com. Any suggestions, shoot me email, David NumbillsFan.com. If anybody wants to contribute to the site, um, I just had James Borum come on from Twitter. He was actually at the Carolina Panthers game. He was on with Tim Avery and I last podcast, If you and, and he had a great perspective from the game. And James had some great takes. I plan on working with James in the future because, man, that call was awesome. If you missed that podcast, please check it out. A lot cleaner of a talking podcast than than this one. So if you're more on a cleaner radio, go to that one. If not, whatever. I don't care. Take care. Your host, David Palermo. And as always, shout out to Eric Turner at CoverOne.net for always keeping me up to date with the information. And he also runs Grandstand Sports Network. That's his thing along with uh, some other guys that we're all a part of. So if you don't, also check out Rock Power Report. I love Drew Gear. He gets fucking hammered, and I think Chris pretty much babysits him. But um, they work for Grandstand Sports Network as well, and they do a wonderful job. So if you don't subscribe to Rock Power Report, you should really check it out. Totally a different flavor than I am. I'm more of like the deep thought, try to weigh out the hot takes. Drew's going to throw those hot takes right at you. And jam them down your throat. And sometimes it brings up some good points that really stump me. And I'm like, fuck. Man, I can't even disagree. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Shoot everybody a follow. Lockdown Bills podcast. One of the best podcasts you'll ever listen to about the Bills. Please, please, please shoot Kevin Missouri a follow as well. And uh, that's it for shout outs. So, thank you guys. Take care. And if you like this. Please tell your friends to subscribe. Go on numbillsfan.com. Give it a taste. So any suggestions, as always, hit me up. And to the Reddit crowd, if you're tuning in, thank you for tuning in, really. Uh, Reddit seems to be my favorite Bills community right now. Uh, Bills Mafia is cool, too. But the Bills Mafia Facebook group is cool, too. But I really do like the Reddit crowd. So shout out to those guys. Very, very bright people. They cut through the bullshit. And they'll call you out if your take sucks. So take care. 
Again, your host, David Palermo, and I'm really done this time. Bye.